Hello, it's Louise with the Knit British Podcast. Knit British supports wool that's been grown, spun or dyed in the UK. Episode 20 and the Podiversary. Hello and welcome to Knit British. Cue the party poppers and the party blowers and the funny hats because today we are celebrating the first anniversary of the Knit British podcast. Welcome around to Knit British. If you haven't listened before, I am Louise and this podcast is all about loving and supporting wool that's been grown, spun or dyed in the UK. And if you're not from the UK and you can't get access to British wool, knit local and using the resources that are local to you, that wealth of resource that's on your own doorstep. And here in the UK, we have quite a lot, (laughs) 60 breeds at least, so there's a lot of resource there. There has been a little flurry of activity in the Knit British Ravelry group with a lot of people introducing themselves and saying that they've been listening to the podcast for the first time, so hello to you chaps, welcome in. Of course, hello to returning listeners. It's always lovely to see your smiling faces coming back in. So as I said, today we are celebrating the first podiversary of the Knit British podcast. More party blowers and silly noises, please. I'm going to read some of the messages that you I've got from you lovely lot. And there's also a prize. If you listen to episode 19, you will have heard me saying that I was running a giveaway in the Ravelry group to celebrate. Last time I couldn't tell you what the wool was because I hadn't hunted it out, but I can tell you that uh, a little bit more about that later on. I've got a yarn review this episode with Coach House Yarns, and that's the Corradale Swiss Army base. I've got a cast on, cast off, and much more. So, as per usual, grab your whip, get a drink, please drink responsibly. <laughs> Today mine is water. And let's go. Happy! Happy birthday to you. Happy! First off, thank you so much for the feedback that I got for the last couple of episodes. You really loved my chat with Carrie Westerman and you were all very inspired to choose your own words for 2015 instead of resolutions which we had discussed and thank you for all your lovely feedback and comments on on that episode in particular wanted to have it on the podcast for a long time and that was just the kind of of conversation that i wanted us to have so oh uh the podcast is in the wardrobe um where she likes to hide but i think she can't get out hang on just a second hi and she's just walked all over the laptop, so my notes will be askew. Come here, you. Sorry for that interruption. I've booked Carrie for every year-end episode uh, for a retrospective. <laughs> You'll be glad to know. Also, thank you for the excitement about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and those amazing exhibitors that I told you about last time. Oh, <laughs> And the podcast is now under the covers. I'm going to be foisted off the bed in a moment. Upstaging me, Jeremy. Yes, so lots of excited chatter on social media about the Embry Yarn Festival and heaps of plans being made. And I just can't wait. I really can't wait. And I know there's lots of you that are the same out there. So it's going to be fantastic. Also, on a personal note, I just wanted to say a special thanks for those of you who took the time to drop me a mail and comment in the Ravelry group about uh, on the top of mental health um, which I sort of touched upon last episode I do believe that if you can't speak about how you're feeling it does really help to listen to somebody else speak about it and so I've always tried to discuss my feelings I don't necessarily mean to do it on the podcast (laughs) Um, that was merely just because I was sort of having a look back at the last year you know, if you can talk about it, it's it's really beneficial. And if you can't talk about it, there are plenty of other people who, who can and will, you know, talk with you and, and talk over things. And again, there can be a stigma on sharing about these experiences. But 
although I'm not going to make a habit of talking about mental health on the Knit British podcast, I just want you to know that you won't find any stigma here. I'd like to spend all day with you And I'd like to say I hope all your dreams come true I wish you the best today Happy. On to this week. How has it been for you chaps? Are you still there? You've not been blown away, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it has been stormy here. I don't think I have had a proper night's sleep since before the weekend with all the wind and hail and thunder and lightning. Last night our power was off from the wee small hours until about seven o'clock this morning and uh, we have no interwebs. So it's been stormy and lots of people have been suffering due to the the weather so I hope wherever you are you are warm and safe and not in any danger from the elements. It sort of reminded me actually this weekend of of when I recorded episode two in the blustery day uh, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast since then those early days you might remember the letterbox banging and the cat flap flapping and <laughs> <laughs> the wind um, at the window. So yeah, it was, it was worse than that, I would say. I've had very productive time since we last met, though, I have to say. Mainly on scheduling the next couple of months for Knit British and organising podcast lounge events. And thank you for your excitement about podcast lounge. I know that we have been playing our cards quite close to our chest about Podcast Lounge at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival on the 14th and 15th of March. But we will be revealing uh, news and tidbits in the next few weeks. So do keep an eye out on uh, edinyarnfest.com and you'll also hear uh, tidbits from me, of course. Another place you should listen to in the coming week, I don't know if it's up yet, but it should be by the time that this podcast goes out, is the Knit Sonic podcast because I believe she might have some news for you too about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival but that's all I'm saying about that but yes you've you've been very patient and a lot of you have asked a lot of questions about what we're going to be getting up to at Podcast Lounge. There is a thread in the Edinburgh Yarn Festival group now about podcast meetup events and Podcast Lounge and I've put some little teasers in there but basically Lounge means comfort and it's an area that's going to be laid back and fun but something to drop in and out of all weekend. There's definitely going to be podcaster meetups on both days and we have a little schedule of things. It's not going to be jam-packed, it's not going to be, you know, we don't want you to miss out on shopping or classes because something there's something going down every second of the day in the podcast lounge but there will be a, a schedule of events to pique your interest, whether it's sitting in and chat, showing off your whips and your purchases. There will also be opportunities to take part in and uh, contribute to some fantastic podcaster-led events in that area. So do keep an eye out on edinyardfest.com and keep coming back here for more info. So yeah, I've really been enjoying focusing on scheduling in the coming few months and I've also been doing a bit of Skyping with the bees this week, Miss Jo Milmine. We've had some fun this week <laughs> and this is really funny because, you know, I had written down notes on it to tell you about and it was really funny because on Jo's podcast she's basically said everything about me that I'd written down about her. <laughs> but basically... You know, whenever we get on Skype, we have a list of things that we want to talk about and it ends up descending into utter mischief and hilarity. And you will, if you listen to the Shiny Bees podcast, you will have heard that I had been sending Joe some parodies of um, songs and she had been getting her kill at the feminist parody of blurred lines <laughs> so yes i've been doing, doing a bit of planning with joe and I, if you listen to the the um, shiny bees podcast recently in episode 29 joe was talking about concentrating on making knitting items for yourself that fit and really trusting your body and trusting your trusting the pattern and creating something that is that is made to fit and I when I when I heard that on on our podcast I immediately tweeted and said yes for goodness sake let's 
we can knit. We all can knit. We're so talented that we can knit. So we definitely can knit to fit. There's absolutely no reason why we can't. But there are a lot of blocks in the road because it's difficult to measure yourself sometimes. Which bits do you measure? Do you measure? Do you... Is chest size bra size? What's ease? How do I use it? There's lots of questions that you ask yourself when you go to knit yourself a garment. And the more we talked about it, and there was a little bit of a Twitter combo about it with um, other people, and uh, Joe said, I think now we've got this hashtag, make it fit 2015, we should do something about this. And I said, definitely, I'm in for that. So whatever we're going to do, it's going to be after the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So if you are somebody who doesn't really knit garments for themselves, or is interested in going on a little journey with us, then 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 keep listening. You know, I'm saying all this and I'm thinking, I haven't really discussed much of this with Joe, but we <laughs> but we are definitely determined to to do something on this topic. So do keep that in mind and get in touch with Joe or myself. If you have a particular topic that you want to be addressed or covered, you can leave comments, of course, on, on the blog here at knitbritish.net or in the Ravelry group or get in touch with Joe. You can email me at louise at knitbritish.net. But it's definitely something that we want to look at into and do something on. So you can imagine that there are going to be more Skypes where we start off talking about sensible things and end up singing parodies to one another. What else? Well, I've totally lost the plot now where I was going. That was all. I had none of that written down. I didn't plan saying much of that on that topic. So, But it obviously is something that means a lot to a lot of people and definitely means a lot to me. Um, I think I said before when I knit my lush first Lush cardigan and I just... I was really worried about how that was going to fit me. You know, three-quarter length sleeves and very fitted was going to... was gonna, And a bit of negative ease was going to look good on me. And... What did I know? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, trusting the pattern and, you know, just going with it was was a big step. But I, you know, now I have two lushes and I know, you know, it, it looks good on me and I feel good in it. So there's a lot to be said for being able to knit to fit. And of course, you know that other people have talked about this before. Amy Herzog and Azal Teague, to name but two. But as I say, it's just going to be a little journey that I think we're going to go on, a little adventure in how to make our knits fit. Um... So, watch this space. <laughs> so, it was the 5th of January last year that I s- published the first Net British podcast. And while I thought that might have just been the only episode, <laughs> I have had such a ball. You listeners just give me such wonderful feedback and your emails and comments and messages motivate me so much I know I always say this but I also always say that you can't have a podcast without your listeners and I do just thank you from the bottom of my heart for for all you knit Britishers who've been there since episode one since before episode one who you know that subscribed to the blog before that looking back I, you know well, well looking back I think this is the third episode where in a row where I've said looking back I don't mean to have a retrospective three retrospectives in a row but I really do feel that I've been able to create something that I am proud of and that it's another layer to the whole idea of Knit British and the vision I have for that and you know I have lots of focus for the coming year for both the website and the podcast and I know again um, I can count on you for feedback on those new additions just as you always do and I really have some fantastic Knit British ambassadors. You're truly phenomenal and, you know, I don't ever underestimate your shares and likes and pins and feedback and RTs and... Yeah. (laughs) You're fantastic. So let's pop the cork on the fizz and get the party blowers out again and um, you can help me celebrate. I have the lovely fella and the podcast handing out cheesy footballs and twiglets, but keep the twiglets away from me because they are vile. But I know some of you like them. And I wanted to read out some of the messages that you have left for me in the Knit British group. I have a giveaway in the Knit British group to celebrate this one year. And when I had told you that I was going to have this giveaway in the Rev- in the Ravelry group, I couldn't remember what the yarn was because it was all in a box in the bedroom, hidden at the back of the stash. And so, 
grams and I thought there was about 250 grams. I was wrong, there's 400 grams. All yarn that you will have heard me talk about on the podcast in the last year. There is Wensleydale Long Wool Sheep Shop. There is Susan Crawford Finella yarn. There is Townend Alpaca. There is John Arbin X-Lite in there. There's Yarn Garden. There is Jimison's of Shetland. And if there, there's 400 grams at least of yarn in there. And what I asked you to do was to go into the to the Knit British Ravelry group. Tell me about a British breed yarn that you wanted to try in 2015. What you might knit with it. And, uh, and some of you maybe didn't read the question so well. <laughs> because I suppose the operative word was breed. Uh, <laughs> but that's fine some of you put blends and things and that's that's fine too there, there are breeds in there I guess uh, <laughs> as well as leaving your, your answers you've also left me some lovely messages and I wanted to read some of them out to you Hannah K. Ross says 2015 is definitely going to be a British heavy year for me and a garment heavyish one too. I have recently started Bonnie and Tin Can Knits in Blacker Blueface Leicester Laceweight and I am loving working with it so far. It's lovely and soft. This will also be definitely be the year I can knit something with my Glasgow School of Yarn 2013 raffle prize which was 400 grams of Old Maiden Art Corridale that she dyed for me. Oh my god you're so lucky I love that yarn. I never knit an adult garment before, so have had all sorts of silly things in my mind holding me back. Example, what if I get the size wrong? I have to do something really amazing with it as it's such an amazing prize, which it is, but I need to remind myself that it's only yarn and I can take it back if it's wrong. You see, um, see there's a make it, somebody for the make it fit maybe already. I'm planning to knit Helen by Deb Hoss. I quite fancy knitting Fintry by Kate Davis, which is designed with that precise yarn in mind, but I don't quite have enough. And if I really get into this garment malarkey, I might have to make cockatoo bray, which is uh, in the Kate Davis book, Yokes. I certainly have enough uh, Jameson Smith and Jameson's to have a variety of colours in that yoke. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Torrin says, happy pod knit Britcast and well done for promoting British wools. Almost all the yarns I work with are Scottish and British as I hand spin most of them from local or UK produced fleece and tops but it's always interesting to knit with yarns made from fleece of beads which aren't real locally and which I can't easily get hold of. I'd enjoy knitting with something completely different. A Downland breed wool or Portland or some of the Welsh breeds would be interesting. All certainly different from the locally produced wool. There are plenty of Suffolk rams kept on neighbouring farms, so I am familiar with these fleeces. Merino or derivatives don't really float my boat, apart from Beaumonts, which are part bred. Yeah, that's it. It's not always about the fluffy merinos. There is a lot to be said for the characteristics of uh, British breed wool. Java Pearl uh, got in touch to say she was looking at the Jimison and Smith website and wanted to try something from them. Quinn said, congrats in advance on reaching your 20th episode. The first breed that popped into my head was Black Welsh Mountain. But then I realised what I really want is the actual sheep. Isla 111 says, happy birthday, Knit British. I would love to try everything from Blacker. Yes, wouldn't we all? Ooh, I just love a bit of a supermarket sweep inside Blacker, wouldn't you? Stripey Squirrel says, happy new year and happy pod birthday. I'd like to knit socks this year and I have a skein of West Yorkshire Spinners 4-ply BFL waiting for them. I'd like to try different wools so hopefully Edinburgh Yarn Festival will help with that oh do you come to the podcast lounge and say hello here is Dana Broad happy new year and happy podcast anniversary I already had an interest in what I would call natural regional wools other people call it rustic wool but my interest in British wool has certainly been spurred on by your blog and podcast plus joining the November mailing list in 2013 on the basis of the 2014 November posts I was keen on getting my hands on some North Royalty yarn I was very happy that I was able to buy some during our annual yarn shop crawl in Edinburgh in December the lovely Maggie Mix of Bee Inspired Fibres got her hands on some 300 metre skeins so I'm now looking for a pattern that will do this fabby yarn justice. Oh, wonderful. I also have some full of wool in my stash to make the T-Jenny hat. That's a Kate Davis pattern. But not being very good at Fair Isle stranded knitting, I shall leave that until after the Edinburgh Yarn Festival when I'm booked on Hazel Tyndall's Fair Isle class. Next wool I would like to try, Texel and Blacker Swan. Fantastic. Uh, who else have we got here? Becca Badger says, I found Knit British entirely by accident when the first podcast went up and I've been listening ever since. I've also taken very much to heart the concept of knitting British and apart from a couple of skeins, I've bought only British wool in the last year. This year, I want to try some yarn from Blacker. When I first started knitting, 
I thought 100% wool was scratchy and I went for blends. However, the more I knit with it, the more I can appreciate that it is soft, just in a slightly different way. I also find that the superwash process isn't that great either, so I'm getting used to doing a lot more hand washing. And then in November, I read about not actually having to have nylon in socks for them to be hard wearing so I want to try some of the yarns that Blacker recommended for knitting socks. Now that was a piece that Claire Devine wrote for the Wovember website where she interviewed Sue Blacker and I'll, uh, if you haven't read it already you must have go and have a look because it's really a, a bit of an eye opener. The breed yarns out there that are fantastic for certain purposes and socks being an accessory that needs a nice sturdy yarn there are some fantastic uh, examples over there so i'll put a link to that in the show notes laura sue i'm here to wish lira congratulations and hope for many more years of knit british i am not going to talk about british breed yarn i want to try and here is why i raise gulf coast sheep a native native u.s breed and i have a lot of yarn from them not to mention roving Oh, and did I mention that I have alpaca too? I love the idea of knitting local and I'm fascinated by all the sheep breeds. I'm also very grateful for all the wonderful British breeds that form the backbone of the wool that we have here and worldwide. I love Knit British, the podcast and what it stands for. I believe in what you're doing, Lyra, and I'm listening through your podcasts for the second time. If I can come over to Scotland and make it to the Highland Wool Festival, I'll buy my British wool there. Deal? Happy Podiversity. That's lovely. Thank you so much. I've had so many messages like that and I and I can't read them all out, but I'm, as I say, you do my, my Knit British heart so, so good. Sailing by says, wishing you a very happy first anniversary. Love the podcast and love what you're doing to promote our native yarns. I go weak at the knees for rich chestnut brown of Manx Lothan and my wish would be to knit a sweater in organic yarn from Garthenor, perhaps in the Wensleydale or Lane blend. Both look scrummy. They do indeed. Lots and lots of love for Blacker. Michelle Sviber says, happy birthday knit British. I've been listening from the beginning. Even though I'm across the pond, I would love to do something with West Yorkshire Spinners yarn. Jill Wah says happy anniversary thanks for putting these podcasts together I'm finding them very educational though the accent makes me homesick I was lucky enough in my travels last year to pick up some North Ronaldsey which is now a jumper and Jameson's Spindrift which is awaiting transformation into a hat or maybe a scarf so next I'd like to try something new maybe some new Lanark or Blacker as I have just about enough hats to keep me for a while I'll probably be another jumper or a card it depends on which pattern I find thank you very much Jill Wah my podcast in mucka shiny bees i'm so pleased you're about to have your first podiversity leader i remember very clearly chatting to you about your first episode and listening to it eagerly as the voice of experience ha podcaster myself i also remember the lovely seagulls in episode two kb has gone from strength to strength this year and you have enabled lots of us not only into using british wool but also more unusual breeds that we might not have gone for you've also taught us to be brave with the iron for that i salute thee my friend and so now I'm knitting another Lush, as if the Lush podcal wasn't enough, in another blacker yarn. The Jacob Mohair 50-50 blend. Mohair is also something I feel is much maligned and has a bad reputation like scratchy wool, but it's hugely popular in South Africa where my interest in it began. There is no way I would have been brave enough to buy nine balls of stuff if it wasn't for you. <laughs> now, I get a terrible name for being an enabler. <laughs> Before I ever started podcasting, then I got in touch with joe and uh, louise from the caithness craft uh, podcast and amy from knit spin cake i think as well and and just said do you think i should do this and they were they were lovely really lovely they they embraced what i wanted to do and were you know championing that so that was lovely and and we did the the lush podcast this year well last year and and that was fantastic to have a, a big podcaster hosted cal so had a fantastic have, have had a fantastic first year podcast and thank you so much Cory Berry who has the Plutonium Muffins podcast I have so many things I want to do with British wool I can't even list how many there are particularly the spinning I'm all about experimenting at the moment and I don't want to choose my favourite fibre until I've tried them all so I'll probably never have a favourite <laughs> if I really had to choose I would love to do something with either the grey face or white face Dartmoor I grew up in Dartmoor or near it and thought of spinning or knitting with something from home really appeals to me it's not really a garment wool uh, the wool is quite coarse but i'd also love to try shetland which is listed as the only true british breed originating in the british isles with a super soft fleece in my encyclopedia of fiber it may not be entirely comprehensive so if i'm wrong about the fact then and there are other british breeds that i that can be super soft let me know well i think 
a lot of Knit British listeners can testify to the fact that there are a lot of British BGNs out there that are super soft. Brit- Blueface Lester being one of them. You know me, if you listen to this podcast, I am always one for saying, you know, let's not, let's look past this idea of I can only knit with it because it's soft. There are lots of yarns out there that have different characteristics and maybe only soften when washed or and blocked and, you know, may not be quite soft in the hand squish grab as a fluffy merino. But fluffy merinos might not be the best thing that you want to knit a sturdy cardigan in. Maybe you want a Wensleydale long wool that's going to pill less and stand up to more wear and soften with every wash and block. Knit British is all about promoting all these different kinds of breeds that we have and getting you to try them and experiment with them and don't go with the initial hand squish grab in a shop. You know, think about the wool, think about what you want it to do. Run the yarn through your thumb and forefinger and and test that texture because that is can be very different to the hand squish grab which you know if you squeeze a nettle it doesn't sting you but <laughs> if you run it through your fingers it can feel quite different now that's obviously the opposite of what I'm trying to say but if I can do anything in the next year it will be to heighten this and to draw more attention to the fact that there are 60 breeds in the UK that are either native ancient or you know lodgers as I like to call them that have been here for quite some time and they all have the characteristics and some of them are only good for carpets and some of them are soft as cashmere and I'm never ever 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 going to stop wanting you to experiment with those yarns especially when you're spinning because spinning from from fibre can be even softer you know when you're working with the fleece I know that working with Shetland fleece is so much softer than how you feel that toothy yarn when you feel it in the ball it's there's they're worlds apart so experimentation is the key oh Ellie Lou says she has found 100 grams of blacker yarns pure borrere wool in her stash and would like to try that this year that's fantastic a rare breed yarn and one that is at risk so by knitting with that then by buying and knitting with that you're helping to maintain the breed so that's fantastic that's a lovely one Noli says happy podiversity and many more I love the way your passion makes my walks more a more joyous occasion since I am across the pond I remove myself from the contest my goals for the year is to knit all the pretty stash yarns from my local fibre shed there are two sweaters in the waiting wallowing in my stash that's fantastic knit local this is something else that I again I want to emphasize that if you can't get British yarn and I love the fact that so many of you across the pond are interested in British yarn knit local let us know what you're knitting with and where it comes from we would love to hear that so thank you all again so very much for all your messages and um, all the entries into that competition as well I'll be doing the random draw later on and announcing the winner in uh, at the end of the show just before christmas linda from coach house yarns got in touch to ask if i would like to try out her new corridale yarn base and of course i jumped at the chance i'm a huge fan of corridale uh, having knit the estuary shawl by tin can knits in the old maiden aunt corridale I think it's a bit of an overlooked breed in this country because while it originates in New Zealand and Australia, it is being internationally farmed and they're hugely well suited to the UK climate and particularly the British Falkland Islands. And that's exactly where this base um, comes from. The yarn is two-plied fingering weight. It's 100% British Falklands Corridale, a base that Linda calls the Swiss Army base. And the colourway is steel and it's a lovely military grey. I'd say it's almost solid, but there are such subtle highlights and lowlights of different greys and dark lilacs. This It gives it such a lovely depth. When I first took the yarn out of the packet, I thought, that is a lovely solid grey. And as soon as I looked at it closely and saw the depth of colours, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful dyed skein. Very, very springy. And in the first hand squish grab, I felt that lovely bounciness. As I say, it's a really beautiful bouncy yarn. Corridale is a heavy fleece sheep, so I guess that's where it gets the dense springiness. It's a medium soft yarn, and while knitting with it, there is a very slight velvety uh, feeling through the fingers. As I say, with that, um, if you 
run the yarn through your thumb and forefinger and you feel what I call the working softness, how that yarn feels in your fingers. It's a nice, slightly velvety feel. I cast on Maya Andresen's Doolittle Shawl in this yarn and I know Maya is a, a listener to the Knit British podcast and I actually have to say I cast on and knitted a good few rows before I realised that it was Maya. <laughs> Maya's pattern. It's a nice slender crescent shawl. While I already have used Coradale and know of its warmth, I forgot about what an incredibly elastic-y, crepey fabric it makes. And it's full of memory, which just blocks amazingly. Uh, it really does block amazingly. My other Coradale item, the Estuary shawl, has been washed and blocked once. And it's still incredibly open and the lace work is so incredibly well defined and formed so it's a really great yarn in in terms of, of how, it, how it washes and blocks. Linda set up Coach House Yarns last year and while I'll be doing a Woolship shout out on the blog next week um, I do want to point you in the direction of our lovely Etsy store which has got a fantastic selection of yarn bases all British British Merino and BFL as well as Corridale base and you'll see what I mean about that depth of colour and Linda just seems to have such a keen eye for for hitting that depth. Some of the um, the, the coppery autumn coloured yarn. My goodness it's just you could just like dive into it. It's, the colours are so deep. As I said it's a medium softness with a great bounce so it'll be a lovely robust sock yarn and it's got that fantastic structure and definition. So any texture that you want to knit with this yarn would be beautiful. I love the garter in the Doolittle shawl. And I should say that the, the, I'll speak a little bit about the Doolittle shawl construction in Cast On, Cast Off. Garter's texture looks fantastic. And once it washes, it blooms a little like a Shetland yarn would. And that velvetiness is utterly retained it's just it's it's got a lovely vintage feel to this yarn and so if you like your vintage knits um your susan crawford patterns any kind of vintage chic knitting anything cabled ribbed it's going to be beautiful in this yarn uh in addition to the more solid colors there are yarns as i said with those layers of different colors check out my blog later in the week for more info on coach house yarns i'll put links of course in the show notes but i will have some an interview with linda later on in the week on the knit british blog this yarn is corridale falkland swiss army base in steel colorway it's two plied fingering weight there is 380 yards per 100 grams it costs about 16 pounds for a 100 gram skein it's going to be perfect for lightweight garments and it's exceptional uh, for one skein projects really really exceptional it's beautiful uh, shawls and uh, stoles lace work is going to be beautiful in this i'm pitching a nice lightweight knit garment possibly bonnie from from the tin can knits handmade in the uk uh, that would be a, that would be really nice in this in this corridale yarn again we talk about on knit british about trying yarns that are maybe not the the fluffy merinos that you would go for or the buttery cashmere or the buttery alpacas i know that you that you love these yarns but as i've said before quite often they're not well suited to the pattern that you want to knit with them and something like the coradale is medium soft so it's got the softness it's got the velvetiness but there is a bit of structure there this is would be a great yarn for you to try if you want to try other breed yarns and and maybe experiment with something that isn't buttery soft um, but is soft and velvety and is a fantastic yarn for texture and um, lace so please do check out coach house yarns on etsy and do keep your eye on www.netbritish.net in the beginning of, of the week with that interview and we'll shop shout out for coach house yarns thank you so much to linda for sending me that skein of yarn and i mentioned there about exquisite one skein projects have you heard about hashtag free your skeins 2015 ever the enablers uh, kate and joe at the golden skein they know they know us so well they, they really do they know that we have at least one lovely luxury skein of yarn in our stash 
that we need to be encouraged to release. And that is what the Golden Skein, how the Golden Skein started, that we all have this beautiful, perfect, luxurious skein of yarn in our stash that we're never quite sure what to knit with, but we covet so much and take it and pet every now and again. And to solve all our problems and help us enable those yarns to live up to their full potential, Joe and Kate have come up with a Project 365. And every day at thegoldenskein.wordpress.com there's going to be a post with a pattern pick to suit your skeins amazingly. You don't have to have a Golden Skein yarn, club yarn. It can be any yarn that you have in your stash that it's a bit luxury that you don't know quite what to knit with it um, or what might suit it. I need little, little enabling. Um, I love a good one skein project. But you'll uh, on there you'll find something different every day, whether it's a shawl, an accessory, maybe something that you can add your golden skein to something else to make something bigger. Um, you can subscribe to the blog post, which I do, and it's lovely to get that blog post every day with a new insp pattern inspiration. There's also a Pinterest board. I look at my stash boxes every now and again, and, and as I think I've said in previous podcasts, you get to be a little bit overwhelmed by, by what you haven't knit with yet, especially if it's something precious and something that you know will be a nice knit when you decide what to knit with it so do join in on thegoldenskein.wordpress.com do check out their pinterest board and use that hashtag free your skeins 2015 when you're talking about it on social media and well done those golden skein girls well done thank you well cast on cast off i have no notes for um, so this is going to be winging it. I have cast off and blocked The Doolittle Shawl by Maya Andresen. I hope I'm saying that right. Who is Tingestar on Ravelry. So this is, it's a free pattern, a lightweight shawl. And you work the, the lace edging first. And it's just a very simple triangular lace edging and the recommended yarn weight is light fingering but you could really work this in any weight yarn I worked 17 repeats of the lace edging which is what the pattern suggested um, but really this I suppose the sky's the limit you know you could you could just about work this in any weight yarn I don't think gauge is particularly important I use the coach house fingering yarn with six millimeter needles and um, was quite pleased with the, the gauge on that. It says here that with light fingering your yardage would be about 166 meters. I think I use more than that. I haven't weighed the skein um, to see how much the, the cake to see how much is left. But yeah, a very quick knit. It's great TV knitting actually because I knit all the 17 little edge triangles one Sunday. It's it's very straightforward, as I say, great TV knitting. And it's also, I quite like it how, even though, you know, you're using short rows to create that slender crescent shape. But Maya says, you know, just use whichever short row turn works best for you. And we all know that we all probably have our preferred ones. So I liked that. I just liked that it was a nice, simple pattern. It flew off the pins and I was say I'm really pleased with how it's turned out in the in that yarn. I think the yarn that was used in the original pattern was Drops Alpaca, um, which is about a sport weight and it's a, it's beautiful yarn and very, very drapey. Because the yarn that I used is Corydale and I say it's got that great elasticity and it's got fantastic memory. Uh, the points are very pointy. Uh, I blocked it quite aggressively as instructed and it's fantastic. It's just blocked fantastically and it's, I just love that velvety feeling um, and it's a very, very warm. For a slender scarf shawl, um, it's, it's, it's incredibly warm. So that's the Doolittle Shawl by Maya Andresen and who is Tingstar. Also, I cast on a non-British project. Um, I hear you all gasp. This is Deep Stash yarn. I probably have said this quite a few times before, but I do have non-British stash from way back when, and I need to use it at some point. You know, I can't not. It's the waste. Um, this is Dairy Bliss Riva yarn, which is chunky. It is, isn't even 
100% wool. It's acrylic and wool. Camille Cardigan is by Gretchen Ronovic in the winter 2012 issue of Knit Scene. It's a lovely cardigan with lace panels on the front. It just is a very simple lace design. Uh, a nice thick hem, rib hem and button band. And it's in super bulky singles and it's knitting up exceedingly fast. I cast on its top down and it's got contiguous sleeves, which I haven't done before. So that's interesting. Um, it, you start at, you start with a provisional cast on and I'm cracking on with it. I'm about I'm just about to separate for the um, the body and the arms. So I have the about a good, I don't know, eight inches over the shoulder shall we say um the yarn is is debbie bliss reva again as i say it's deep stash um non-british but i guess it's a british designer so um, yarn designer so i can't complain too much as i say i have to knit with these yarns and so you can say i'm not being uh, uh, loyal if you want but uh You've got to knit with the yarns you've got. So yes, um, that's another thing of my focusing for 2015 is I'll probably have to focus on the non-British stash and do some, something with it. I actually think I have another sweater quantity of bulky yarn to use as well. So I'll try and mix it out over the year so that you don't hear me talking about non-British wool too much. I can't wait to wear it. I know it's going to be really, really warm. I am knitting it in the... Um, 43 inch bust size because while this cardigan has a negative ease it looks like it's quite a fitted cardigan uh, in the project pages uh, uh, on Ravelry I wanted something that I can actually that's actually a little bit bigger you know the feeling when you need a big cardi that's what I want I just want something that I can wrap around myself and um, doesn't necessarily even have to have buttons on it just just a nice big bulky cardi with a bit of ease. Uh, while I've been talking about make it fit, um, you can <laughs> use ease to your advantage when you need <laughs> need it. Um, so yes, I'm loving that knit. And the I can't remember what the the yarn name is, colorway, but it's basically black going into greys. That's what's on the pins at the moment. And I am also knitting the viewfinder cowl in a yarn that I will be reviewing next time on the podcast so I can't really say much about that but that's a fantastic knit as always Tinka knits have fantastic knits so so yeah that's cast on cast off I will insert the winner of the knit British podiversity giveaway here because I will be recording that after I close the thread tomorrow so insert that here it is Thursday the 15th of January and it is quarter past four in the afternoon and I'm just going to do the draw for the British Wool Prize to celebrate the podiversity and I have all the names of the entrants in my spreadsheet. There were 83 names altogether, there were quite a lot more posts where we were talking about other things but I just put in the names of the people who entered and, were... and I'm going to use random.org. I'm going to copy all the names into the list randomizer and all the names are now copied into there and I'm going to randomize and the first the name at the top is the lucky winner click randomize and the winner is pink peking congratulations pink peking um I can't remember what your let's see let's go back to the knit British group and see what your uh, <laughs> your original reply was it's all live you see <laughs> I'm doing it live. Let's uh, search this topic for pink peeking. Ah, she was post 94 and she said, I have had this skein of Ripple's Craft, Heather, Pete and Rock and decided to knit a hitchhiker for work for a work colleague and I hope I have done for her birthday and I think that's British Blueface Lester, that yarn. So congratulations, pink peeking. You are in, you're Wendy in Darlington. So Wendy, I will get in touch with you very soon to get your address and that yarn will be winging its way to you very soon. I will hand back to myself uh, for the hellos and thanks. Thank you very much again to Linda from Coach House Yarns for 
giving me her fantastic Cordial yarn to sample and talk about on the podcast. I really do hope that I enable you to go out there and try some Cordial today. Hello to the new kids in the Knit British Ravelry group. Hello to Tesoro Stitchery, who is Anita from the DC area in America. Hello to Lara Lorelei, who is Claire from West Berkshire. Hello to Ropri, who is in uh, Ghent in Belgium. Hello to Hazy Summers, who is Hazel from Bangladesh. Hello to Inspiration Needed, who is Sally from the East Riding of Yorkshire. And hello to Twine Pixie, who is in East Sussex. A recent hello is in the Say Hello thread from Bellfleur45. Hey Louise, I'm Liz from... I live in Sheffield, but I'm just about to move to the other side of the country, to Norfolk. Close to the seaside, but I know no one there yet. I figure some warm sweaters are going to feature heavily uh, this year. As this is the year of new challenges, maybe a top-down one. Your podcast is a godsend. I love it and look forward to each and every intelligent, interesting and enjoyable one. Oh, you big flatterer. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Any listeners in Norfolk, then do say hello to Bellfleur45 over in Ravelry and introduce yourself. Because wherever you go in the world... No matter if it's one side of the UK to the other, you will always find knitters. Who else has said hello recently in there? Tweedlebug. Hello, I'm Jessie. I found the podcast via Twitter over the Christmas break and I'm enjoying it. I thought I'd pop in to introduce myself here uh, as well. I'm Canadian, but I love learning more and knitting and spinning with British wool and an assortment of sheep breeds. Hello to you, Tweedlebug Jessie. That's lovely of you to say hello. Gojo63. Hi, I'm Joe from Belfast. I pa- find the podcast through the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. I'm going for the first time and I'm really excited. I have a lot of stash, but I'm really uh, getting more aware of the range of British yarns. I like buying local food and watch food miles, etc. So I, I guess exploring British yarns is an extension of this. Fantastic. Great to hear that, Gojo63. Thank you for that. I love hearing this. And this is exactly what I was saying about even if you're not from the UK and you can't get UK yarns, use what is local to you and do tell us about it because we'd love to hear about it. So hello and thanks to everybody who says hello in the Knit British group and have just joined the Knit British Ravelry group. And of course to everyone who sends me messages and emails. And I particularly wanted to say thank you to Laritza who dropped me a line say, I really enjoy your podcast, but could you please add it to Stitcher.com? It's a great aggregator and would be most helpful. Um, I hadn't heard of Stitcher.com and so I have now made made steps to put it on there. I be- it's, it's an online radio station that you can, much I guess like the podcast app, you can get all your favourite shows in one place and I've yet, I've still to do a little bit of research on it. I'm quite aware that I always say Knit British is available on iTunes and on the podcast app as well as Knit British. I know that quite a lot of people don't have iTunes so please let me know if there is a platform that you use and I will try if I can. I know there are lots of podcatchers out there and things but um, I don't want to exclude anybody either. So thank you very much again and thank you for joining me on the Podiversity. I've had a fantastic year and I have so many plans and excitement for 2015 and I just can't wait and thank you all so much for listening and joining in with me and joining me around my hearth, (laughs) my Knit British hearth. Thank you so much for your lovely messages. Congratulations to the lucky winner and I will be getting in contact to post that Knit British celebratory podiversity giveaway prize to you. I will see you again really soon. I'm going to stick with the happy birthday music. Um, and this is Happy Birthday by Cremo. And uh, you can find them on musicalley.com. And I will see you again real soon. If you're looking for me, you'll find me at knitbritish.net. I'm Lira on Ravelry at knit underscore British on Twitter. And the same on Instagram. I'll see you soon. Bye now. Happy birthday to you.
once a year Time to give yourself a cheer Even if it's not today I wish you much fun anyway When I say happy Happy, 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 happy,